0: Good morning, Crosspoint Church, and friends of Crosspoint. As uh, Ben was speaking a few minutes ago about us doing Alpha through the winter, uh, I I just need to say, I believe in Alpha. I believe Alpha is one of the great instruments that the Father is using to draw men to men and women, boys and girls, to Himself during this time i think it was about the first time that the church i was pastoring at the time did alpha about 25 years ago and uh the first night was three or four days away and uh the man in our church his name was ron who was running the alpha says to me uh have you are you bringing someone and reminded me pastor or not i would not be allowed in unless i brought a guest So with two or three days to go, I uh, walked next door to the house next door, knocked on the door, and uh, the guy answered, and I told him we were holding an Alpha, a dinner at the church. I said, dinner and a movie. Come and join us. Would you come? And he said yes. And the great news about that, it was just a few weeks later that both he and his wife committed their lives to Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing. So I believe in Alpha, Monday, February the 22nd, 8 p.m. I hope you can join us, plan to join us, plan to speak to someone that would also join us for online Alpha. Darla took out her crayons and scrolled, scrolled a letter to her Heavenly Father. She wrote, Dear Mr. God, did you really mean do unto others as they do unto you? Because if you did, I'm going to fix my brother. Now, little Darla wasn't the first person to rewrite what has become known as the Golden Rule. Here are a couple more distortions do unto others before they do it to you. Here's another. Whoever owns the gold gets to make the rules. Oh, yes, there's no questions that there there have been misinterpretations over the years. There have been adaptations, and there have been some outright corruptions of the golden rule. But the real thing, the real thing has been called the Mount Everest of ethics. It is considered by many to be the high point of the Sermon on the Mount. Here it is, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12. Do for others what you would like them to do for you. This is a summary of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Now did you notice that? This golden rule is a summary of the entire Old Testament's teaching on how we should relate to one another. And Jesus here as he's teaching wasn't saying just that we should abide by this rule when we feel so inclined or we should do this by uh, doing occasional random acts of kindness, Jesus is making the point here that this golden rule should be a day-in, day-out, compassionate and caring lifestyle. Back in my science teaching days in junior high school, I taught some very basic geology. And I would always have some samples of some rocks and uh, minerals to show the class. Now I never had a gold sample. Still don't have much gold, I guess. But I did have a pyrite sample, which at a glance can look like gold. Here's a piece of, of pyrite. And many a miner came across pyrite back in the day when he was searching for gold and came up a piece with this thinking he had hit pay dirt, But it is really not gold. It's a cheap imitation. Sometimes pyrite is known as fool's gold. Well, the golden rule has its imitations too. Here is what I'm calling the pyrite rule. Here it is, I treat you right because I hope in return that you will treat me right. Do you see how that difference differs from the real thing? The pyrite rule is basically selfish. It's motivated by what's in it for me. It is just protecting your own self-interest. Now I want you to look again at the golden rule. Here it is, I treat you the way I would like to be treated. It's selfless. It is the complete opposite of the pyrite rule. We are caring towards others not to get equal treatment, but we do it regardless of the recipient's behavior. Can you imagine A world, the world, what the world would be like if everyone were to practice the golden rule every day in every way. We wouldn't have to lock our doors at night. There would be no contract necessary. A handshake would do it. No office politics. No hurtful gossip. No bickering over who gets the COVID vaccine first. We would live in a world of forgiveness, compassion, peace, and goodwill, and even unfailing good manners. But the world isn't really like that, is it? And why not? Why not? Is it because, is it because you think the golden rule is too complicated for us to understand? No, I don't think so. Some years ago, pastor and author Martin Lloyd-Jones said this, we do not do unto others as we would wish them to do unto us because the whole time we are thinking only about ourselves and we never transfer our thoughts to the other person. Ouch. It's because Jones is saying, because Lloyd-Jones is saying, because of that inborn, me-first instinct, we're primarily, primarily he's saying, selfish people who are preoccupied with our own well-being. It's like the story of children whose cat had recently delivered a litter of kittens, and the, the youngsters peered into the cardboard box and watched with delight as the the tiny kittens snuggled together. Ah, isn't that cute, exclaimed a little girl. They they, they love each other so much, they're trying to keep each other warm. Well, not exactly, said their world-wise mother. Actually, they're trying to keep each other warm. You see, in contrast, here's what the golden rule is all about. Trying to keep someone else warm, even if it means we get cold in the process. Now, some people, it would seem, lose their good intentions in the face of everyday stresses, pressures, and reality, as did the California motorist, whose car had a license plate that said, Peace. Police said that after she tailgated a slow-moving pickup truck on a two-lane canyon road, she pulled up alongside, swung at the truck with a baseball bat, and then threw a can of air freshener at it as she roared past. She said she was in a hurry and getting frustrated. The state trooper who ticketed her Said When he asked her about her license plate that said peace, her response was this. She said, I got it because I thought there was so much violence going on in today's society. Now the Bible tells us that we are not only, not only should we live the golden rule, but the Bible assures us with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, we can. But here in the Sermon on the Mount, and our focus is just this one verse for now, uh, not, uh, we're only told one thing. We're just told to do it. So for the next few minutes, to, to help you actually live the golden rule, I need to give you some how. How, what... And to do that, to help you with the how we do it, let's visit some other scriptures along the way. So to live the golden rule, I have four things to say to you. Here's the first. To live the golden rule, remember the value God places on human beings. We read in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 26. We looked at this a couple of weeks ago. Look at the birds. Aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Jesus' point is this. Jesus takes care of the birds, but you in turn are God's highest creation. Don't you realize how very much God loves you? Don't you realize how much God values you? And then we look at Matthew 6 and verse 30. If God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, he will certainly care for you. Christianity from its very beginnings 2,000 years ago has placed tremendous value on human life, on, on the individual. What a stark contrast The Christian view of the individual is when compared to the godless despots who have ruled down through the centuries. Joseph Stalin ruled Russia with an iron fist from 1929 to 1953. Under Stalin, the country was transformed from a peasant society into an industrial and military superpower. However, His rule was a reign of terror, and he killed millions of his own citizens during his brutal reign. To justify his horrible atrocities, on one occasion, he was heard to say these words, Well, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Those eggs that Stalin spoke about were the heads of men and women and children, and those few were not a few. Actually, they they were merely tens of millions. What a contrast that is to Jesus' words, I have come so that you may have life to the full. So the first thing I would say to you to help you, f- help you practice the golden rule is this. Remember the value that God places on human beings. Here's the next thing I would say to you. Number two, attempt to see the situation from the viewpoint of others. We're more inclined to treat others as we would like to be treated when we put ourselves in their Shoes. That is what Paul is getting at in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2 when he says this share each other's troubles and problems and in this way obey the law of Christ. Now, what law is he referring to? And the law he's referring to, of course, is the golden rule. How can we carry another's burden, unless we understand the burden as they themselves see it. The subway car was crowded, and some hid behind newspapers, some catnapped, some gazed mindlessly out of the window, and the, the door op- opened, and a mother got in, with three kids in tow. She looked frazzled. She looked tired. And she dropped into a seat and and sat trance-like while her kids frolicked around her. They got a little boisterous, and and when a push sent one of the children crashing into the newspaper of a man across the aisle, the man responded with a comment that echoed the sentiments of all the onlooking passengers in that subway car. He said, ma'am, why don't you control your children? The lady lifted her head and slowly focused on her critic, and in a quiet, flat voice she said oh I'm sorry we just came from the hospital and their father just died and I guess they don't know what to do with themselves and suddenly the perspective of every person in that subway car who heard that exchange there they changed they changed from criticism a spirit of criticism to one of compassion is there someone is there someone whose shoes you need to slip on for a moment and view the world from their perspective maybe it's someone close to you someone you love one of your children a fellow employee a neighbor the golden rule looks easier when we see life from their vantage point. To practice the golden rule, here's number three. Offer yourself as a conduit of God's love. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20, Paul writes and says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. Now, you know what an ambassador does. The Canadian ambassador to the United Nations travels to New York City, sits in that gathering of representatives from nations all over the world and represents Canada. He speaks on behalf of the Prime Minister of Canada. He acts On his behalf, he carries out the Prime Minister's wishes. If Prime Minister Trudeau has any request to make of the UN, he makes his appeal through his ambassador. And hear me now that is precisely what God wants to do through you and me. We are his personal representatives here on planet earth. He is making his appeal through us. Some years back when I sat on the board for the Atlantic District of the Wesleyan Church, there were occasions when the district superintendent could not attend a function. And he asked me to go on his behalf act on his behalf speak on his behalf which I did I recall saying to him something like this I'll go any time any place on any occasion and I will represent you as best I can that is the offer that God wants us to make to him any time any place on any occasion I will represent you as best I can. Will you do it? Father, let me think your thoughts. Would you speak through me? Would you love through me? Here's number four. To live the golden rule, choose daily to make a difference. Doing for others what you would like them to do for you is an act of the will it is a daily conscious decision and I take you to James the book of James chapter 1 verse 22 but don't just listen to God's word you must do what it says otherwise you are only fooling yourselves Christian author, Pastor Lee Strobel, tells this story. He says, I I vividly remember an incident that occurred during the spring when I was in the fifth grade. Each day before our morning and afternoon recesses, we would choose sides for kickball. In the classroom's elaborate but unwritten social structure there were two boys who were consistently ostracized Ted was a computer geek back in the days of the slide rule he wore thick glasses he talked with a high-pitched voice he wasn't very athletic the other youngster Johnny was overweight he had failed the fifth grade twice so he was older than the rest of us nobody hung out with either of them, in fact they weren't even friends with each other. One day our teacher sent Ted and Johnny out of the class to run an errand and when they were gone she turned to the class and here's what she said, twice a day you choose sides for kickball and every time Ted and Johnny are selected last now i know you're not intending to hurt them but why not try something different for a change why not do for them what you want them to do for you the next day strobel writes i was captain for one of the kickball teams which meant i had first pick and i'll tell you what i don't remember much about the fifth grade i don't recall the books we read I don't remember what the classroom looked like. I don't remember what subjects we studied. I don't even remember some of the other students. But to this day, if I close my eyes, I can still see the look of absolute joyful surprise on Ted's Ted's face when I chose him first for my kickball team. And I'll never forget the excited expression on Johnny's face when the other captain selected him as his first choice. Was this a big thing? No. Did it change the world? No, of course not. But Strobel says it did something for me. More than 30 years later, he says, I remember it, and I bet if you were to track down Ted and Johnny and ask them about that warm spring day in 1963 they'd recall all the details because i'm sure it did something for them too we had merely treated them with dignity and respect the way all of us want to be treated and that's all we need to decide to do each day as we encounter waiters And cashiers, and colleagues, and competitors, and neighbors, and friends, and bosses, and employees, and children, and parents, and blue-collar laborers, and white-collar executives, and people in trouble, and people who are just modeling through life, and people who are unloved, and people who are unlovable. We just need to make the decision to do it. And when we do, people will be impacted and so will we. Matthew seven twelve, the golden rule. Do, do for others what you would like them to do for you. This is a summary of all that is taught in the law and the prophets and remember it is a message to obey not just to listen to father i offer myself as a conduit of your love father any time any place Anywhere, any person, on any occasion, Father, I want to be your instrument. Love through me. Think your thoughts. Place your thoughts in my mind. Let me speak your words. Let me act on your behalf. And you helping me, I will do it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.